She moved from her home in Alabama for a man she met online, Nick Kelly. My girlfriend uh, took off Sunday. Want to report her missing? Yeah, yeah. Car's there, she's not. The boyfriend who was with her last reports her missing. Something's wrong, right? Searched every business from 295 and San Jose down to Orangedale. Her car, it was found in a nearby parking lot. They don't see it going out, but they see somebody riding away from it from a bike. Some type of male figure. They couldn't put a hold on the car. Well, they could put a hold on the car. That's ridiculous. The evidence can be lost. She said that a woman called and said she was Carrie and that she was calling out for her shift on Sunday. Huh, that's the first time I heard anything about that. I'm freaking out. I, I don't know what, what happened. They could find her cell phone. The last place, it, I guess it was painted, was at the house. There's no way this girl would run off and abandon her family and her friends. She, she couldn't if she wanted to. It just wasn't the house. My mom was missing. And I told her, I said, what do you mean, missing? What happened to this soft-spoken mother who picked up and left everything she loved to find love? 46-year-old Carrie Jones hasn't been seen or heard from in 11 days. She heard fighting the night Jones disappeared. It is starting to look like it is not your typical missing persons case. This is Where is Carrie? Brought to you by Action News Jax. A lot of wood searches, uh, searched every business. In our last episode of Where is Carrie, we left off talking about someone involved in the investigation into the disappearance of Carrie Jones. His name is Dan McKinney. His specialty, sonar search and recovery. Years later, McKinney is still looking for Carrie Jones. Hello. This is Bridget with Action News. How are you? Oh, Bridget, hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. McKenney is retired Army and worked for the Department of Defense. I reached out to him through Facebook, wanting to talk to him about the search for Carrie. McKenney explained how sonar search works. We have some resources. We have uh, forward-looking infrared. We have sonar. So we have a lot of, uh, a lot of search and rescue tools. Mostly what I do is search and recovery. However, we, we treat each case as though the person is still alive. Sonar is, is similar to radar, uh, except for it's underwater. It, it pings, and then the transducers re receive the ping. The image is uh, on the, on the uh, screen. I can look. Uh, and by the way, this sonar is uh, state-of-the-art sonar. I've had it three years, and it's, uh, I've got it configured to pull behind a canoe with its own power source. So the sonar actually skims the water of the surface uh, it might go down one or two inches. We also have, uh, you know, uh, sink charts and float charts that will tell us the weight of a body, the temperature of the water, etc. So we, we put this to a science. If somebody has drowned, well, we'll look at the charts, the water temperature, and then determine about what day and time they may surface. And then we'll go back to that area at that time. McKenney, he used sonar technology to search for the young mother over several miles. We searched the St. John's River with sonar, Jewelton Creek, and some other areas we thought of that would be interesting, uh, places of interest. And then a lot of wood searches, uh, searched every business from 295 and San Jose down to Orangedale, behind every business on both sides. 
uh, thinking that if uh, if something bad had happened to her, it could be close by. McKenney has had success in the past helping families find closure. How many bodies have you found? Uh, I've recovered, uh, unfortunately, two bodies, uh, one in Clay County the day after Christmas last year, and uh, Sean Leverett. And then there was a man right behind uh, Coles and uh, Tudor time on Old St. Augustine Road. He was in a tent, observed the tent, went back 10 days later, still observed the tent. And actually, while we found him, I was searching for Kerry Jones, even though it was, you know, a year and a half later. Uh, we we're still searching different periods of woods, and we found that individual, called law enforcement, and they, they re uh, removed the body. Are there any people that you're searching for right now? Still searching for Kerry Jones. And there's a uh, gentleman uh, in St. Augustine. I'd have to get you uh, some more research and, and get you his name, but he disappeared 10 years ago. Uh, he worked at a rest stop. He took his child to a Catholic school, uh, a Catholic school, came home, went to work, and he was, he disappeared and they never found him. Carrie's car was found, we know that, but there's no trace of her. No activity on her bank accounts, and her cell phone was last pinged at the home she shared with Nick Kelly. Carrie's family is frustrated by all these unanswered questions. There's still so much that's unknown. Dan McKenney says while his searches ended without finding Carrie, he did find something. With Carrie, we, we did find an interesting item. Uh, I won't say the location, but I will say that the JSO uh, had a had an interest in that item, and uh, they processed it. And you know we're uh, like you, like AJ, uh, you know, like the rest of our community who has an interest in missing persons. I'm I'm very interested to see if uh, if what I found or what if anybody has found uh, you know brings us closer to resolution. You know we don't know what happened to Karen. We don't know if she's dead or alive. McKenney won't tell me what he found, and neither would Carrie's son AJ. And the other thing that McKenney did mention is to remember that Carrie Jones was deaf. So if anyone were to find a hearing aid in the Jacksonville area to turn it into police, it could be hers. This is the final episode of this podcast series. Our hope is that by keeping Carrie's name and story out there, someone will remember an important detail or make an important find, giving police and a family, the answer to the question that keeps them awake every night. Where's Carrie? I'm still aggravated, frustrated, you know. Everything else about my mom missing, and I'm not getting no answers. She was always there for me. Where's Carrie is edited by Jesse Pope. Music by Ethan Head and Action News Jacks. This podcast is brought to you by Action News Jacks. Until next time, I'm Bridget Matter.